Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. It's so good to be with you again at Church Without Walls. And today I want to share a message that kind of connects with my last message. And it's entitled, Get Off the Fence. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, we like to be a kind of neutral person. But uh, as far as the things of God are concerned, it's very important that we get off the fence. Uh, and, and that we make quality decisions for the Lord to obey God, uh, to turn from sin. Uh, we, God is, does not like wishy-washy Christians who, who are hedging their bets. He doesn't like us to be double-minded. In fact, it says in James uh, chapter 1 that the, that the double-minded man shall receive nothing of the Lord. He's, he's unstable like a wave of the sea. He, God wants us believers to be like the believer in Psalm 112 that talks about his heart is established, is fixed on the Lord. And no matter what circumstances are going on around him, he is trusting in the Lord. And, and God wants to create that perfect heart in us that, that is um, not half-hearted. He wants us to be like him. You see, God, whatever God does, he does with all his heart. He's totally committed to what he does. And that's good news for you, because God doesn't just love you a little bit. He loves you with all his heart, with every fiber of his being. And, and he is totally committed. And, and so God doesn't like lukewarm. He wants us to be hot. He wants us to be committed. He wants us to be decided in our heart that his word is true and we want to trust him. And I want to illustrate that to you uh, from the Old Testament. We talked last time about the cities of refuge, that God allocated cities, six cities in the land. And that if somebody had, had accidentally killed someone, or, you know, it wasn't a premeditated murder, then they could run to the city. They needed to run because the avenger of blood, which was a relative of the person who had been killed, was now going to chase you down uh, if you've committed this uh, manslaughter. And he is going to kill you if he can in to, 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 in re to take action against what you have done. And so your only hope was to run for your life, to run to the city of refuge. And this is a picture of Christ, actually, that we... If we have sinned, then there's an avenger chasing us down. There's the curse, the consequences of that sin, the judgment on that sin. And so we must run to the only place where we can be safe, which it, who is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that if we come to Christ, he will not cast us out. He'll take us in and we'll be saved. Uh, and so it says that this, this manslayer, Numbers 35, for instance, talks about it, that if, if he's committed this... Um, accidental murder then he must run to the city and then his case will be held heard by the elders in the gates now the gates of a city were the place where the decisions were made it's like passport control the gate is neither in the city or outside the city it's it's like as you approach the city you the elders are there and they decide whether you go in or not so the they would give the the elders would hear your case and if they accepted you you could go into the city and you'd be saved. Um, 
in, in Numbers 35, as I said, if you look in verse 30, 26, it says this, that if the manslayer at any time goes outside the limits of the city um, of refuge where he fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the limits of the city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood because he should have remained in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. That's Numbers 35, uh, 25 to 28. So, in other words, it's saying, if, the, if he strays outside, then he is very vulnerable for the avenger of blood to catch him up. And so, this is... Um, and in Joshua chapter 20 it also describes these cities and it names them and one of the cities is Hebron and that's I want you to remember that Hebron and so these cities of refuge are a picture of Christ because only in Christ are we safe and are we set free from the curse of sin and so God wants us to 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 be to make up our minds he wants us to be 100% for him he is does not want us to be wishy-washy first of all in our as far as our relationship to Christ is concerned Matthew 10:32 Jesus said whoever confesses me before men I will also confess before my father who is in heaven we have to be 100% for Christ. We can't be secret Christians. We have to confess Christ before men and not be ashamed of him. And then he won't be ashamed of us. But he says, whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. He said, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. You see, the gospel is a sword. It forces you to make a decision. You're either for Christ or against Christ. But the one thing he does not want is for you to be on the fence in the kind of no man's land. That does not impress God at all. He wants you to make us either strongly for him or against him, but... He says, I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. In other words, he wants, he's come to, bring, to cause people to go one way or the other. The gospel's a sharp sword. You either accept it or you reject it. So make sure you don't become a neutral person. You're kind of a Christian, but nobody would ever know. Uh, you never talk about Christ. That is not impressive to God. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 12:30, "He who is not with me is against me." That's a strong word. You must be 100% for Jesus. Don't sit on the fence. Jesus said in Revelation 3:16, "Because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of your out of my mouth." And I want to give you a, a story in 2 Samuel 2 that give, that illustrates that if you are in this place of indecision, the place where you haven't made up your mind about Christ, or it might be about something God's told you to do. Maybe he's told you to forgive that person and you just, you, you're not decisive kind of person, and you allow yourself to be in no man's land. Maybe God's told you to do something, but you're sitting on it. You know God's told you, but you're sitting on it, you're not taking action. I want you to know that that's not a safe place to be, because you're in a place of disobedience to God. And... I call it being in the gates, because the gates of a city were, see, they had the outward gate and the inward gate, 
and the gate was kind of like a marketplace it was where decisions were made the elders sat in the gates and made decisions when you are mulling over something it's it's fine there is a period of time where if there is an issue in your life you have to decide is this the will of God is it not the will of God is God talking to me or not you, you have to assess that I get that but God when he shows you his will he's he's intelligent he can make you understand what his will is and once you know his will now you are responsible and you dare not stay in the gates you need to make that decision and when you make that quality decision you're you are safe now in this story in 2 Samuel 2 starting in verse 17 and because of time I'll just summarize it to you but I encourage you to read it from verse 17 this is the time when the house of David and the house of Saul were was at war and the general over the, the house of Saul was Abner he was a, a very powerful uh, warrior and he was fighting the house of David and Joab was the main general for David and on this day um, David's forces won but Joab's brother decided he would chase Abner as he was fleeing the battle and that wasn't wise because Abner was too good a warrior for this guy but this guy chased him and Abner said leave me alone because I don't want to kill you because I don't want to have to ha deal with Joab uh, he's going to want to take revenge if I kill you uh, and so this guy would not stop the chase and in the end Abner pierced him through and killed him and that sets the scene because now Joab his brother will be the avenger of blood he will want to take vengeance and I want you to know that whenever that we sin there there is consequences unless we find refuge in Christ and receive his forgiveness and so that's the setting and then in chapter 3 what we find is that um, Abner realizes that David's house is winning and he now says to and he realizes that God has actually chosen David to be the king and he actually tells Israel look we need to follow David rather rather than the family of Saul and he now has the courage to go with 20 men and he goes to Hebron because David is in Hebron but remember Hebron's one of the the cities of refuge and David go and Abner goes to Hebron with 20 men uh, in verse 20 uh, of chapter 3 it says that they came to David at Hebron and David made a feast for Abner and the men who were with him so what we know is that in a sense Abner came to David and said look will you accept me I, 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 I surrender to you and uh, I ask you to give me refuge I ask you to give me safety and David obviously accepted that and he made a peace and they made a covenant and that all seemed well but the problem is Joab wasn't there and Joab is the avenger of blood he wants to kill Abner for killing his brother and so when Joab heard about it he, he wasn't pleased but he decided he's going to trick Abner and um, in verse 27 this is in chapter 3 verse 27 this is um, again 2 Samuel uh, chapter uh, 2 and 3 is where we're getting our story from uh, that's right 2 Samuel and uh, here 
we have a bit of a gory story because remember Abner is in Hebron and he is safe now he's under the protection of the city of refuge and so all seems well for Abner but Joab uh, but remember it says if you go outside the city of refuge you're not safe because the avenger of blood can get you and he can ki legally kill you and um, notice what happens it says that after verse 27 of chapter 3 when Abner returned to Hebron Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him privately so Joab is acting all friendly you see the devil or sin comes to you as a friend you know and and tries to seduce you into a place of unbelief you see while Abner's in the city he's in the place of faith he's trusting in Christ he's trusting in the promises of God but notice what Joab does very cleverly and he Joab can't get to him you see the devil can't get to you while you are abiding in Christ but so what Joab does is he lures him into the gate he took him aside in the gate to speak with him privately. He says, I want to chat about something. Can you just come into the gates? Let's sit down and in the market and have a little talk. And Abner was deceived. And notice what happened. Joab there stabbed him in the stomach so that he died for the blood of Azahel, his brother. And what Joab did was legal, actually, as the avenger of blood. Notice uh, Joab... Um, Abner was deceived because he thought he was safe he thought he was in the city but remember that the gates are neither in the city or out the city it's like when you come to a country and you're an immigration passport control you're not in the you're not in the country yet you're in the kind of you're in the gates you're in the place of decision and Abner by going into the gates he was now vulnerable because he wasn't in the city anymore and when God when when you are lured into the place of indecision you see the gates is where the place of decision and and until you actually make that quality decision to obey God to trust God um, you are not safe in that sense you're still vulnerable if you're in that mental arena where you haven't decided that the, the word of God is true and you're trusting in God you you are not safe sitting on the fence is not safe you need to get off the fence you need to make that quality decision I'm going to obey God I'm gonna commit myself to God and what he tells me don't be like Abner and uh, after that David did a lament for Abner and he said he died the death of a fool he didn't have to die he died the death of a fool don't be a fool don't be in the gates longer than you need to be make that decision get off the fence and then you'll be safe amen